and welcome to What's On at Cineworld Cinemas. I'm Luke Owen. I'm Dan Layton. We are here in the O2. That we are. And I cannot that wait because we've got quite a month to talk about here. Oh yeah. Don't just think because it's September, we're all going to go back to school and forget about you. We've got a lot to talk about. There's a cinema day. There's, there's a Batman day. There's And there's a whole host of movies out as well. And in many different formats. Dan, we've already got our snacks. Yeah. I've got my drink. This is how prepped we are. We didn't have time to go and get them. We had to, we had to make sure. I've, I've got my yellow, Dan. You got it. Well, then in that case, why, well, let, no let's, go, let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Dan, as is customary mm. for what's on, I'm going to have a little bit of yellow if you don't mind. Of course you are. Course and in the meantime, mm. shall I tell the people that we have a very exciting day coming up. You, please, please do. And, I, and right. actually, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have my, my nachos yeah. while I listen to you tell me about it. I think that's a, a good idea because otherwise we're all going to sit here in uncomfortable silence and watch you chew. But we will sit in comfortable silence together as a group on the 2nd of September for the return of National Cinema Day. It's a very exciting thing that's coming up. It is a wonderful celebration of going to the pictures all over the country. And the primary thing that I want to let you guys know about is that you'll be able to get tickets for some incredible movies for the low, low price of just three English, Scottish, Welsh, or indeed Ulster pounds. Sorry, can I just get you to say that again? Yes. Just three pounds? Just three pounds. But what if I want to go see IMAX? Uh, well, you could just pay three pounds. What? If I want to go see 40X? Yeah, it's three pounds. Screen X? Three English pounds. Super screen. Also pounds. Three of them. A regular screen? A regular screen would be three pounds. Every single format, just it three pounds. Doesn't matter. I'm telling you, whatever film you want to see, whatever screen you want to see it in, three pounds. I, I was pretending that I didn't know that. That was performance art. It was very, and I was, you know, I thought I was quite convincing in that as well. Because I I've, been, I've been genuinely excited about this for a while now because I loved Cinema Day last year. Yes. I had yeah. a great time because you do get to, like, it's a great way for you to experience formats that you might not have tried previously. Yeah. Like, so if you haven't tried IMAX or you haven't tried 4DX, or I think even, it's like some people are a little bit wary on 4DX. This is a great time to go and try it. Even if you have seen a movie, but you were like, oh, I didn't get to see that in this, the format I wanted to because of whatever reason, you can try it again now. You can go and see that. So like, you saw Oppenheim in a regular screen. Perhaps you couldn't get a ticket to the IMAX because it was all so busy. Well, now you have the opportunity to go and see it in IMAX for just three pounds. And it's not three pounds plus three pounds for IMAX. It's just three pounds. However, and this is great, because Barbie's still out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> so you could go and do Barbenheimer for just six quid. There you go. Six quid. Happy days. And for this special day as well, we've got a, a nice combo deal on as well. So oh, you can well. get a regular drink and regular popcorn for four quid, mm -hmm. or you can go large for a quid extra. Mm -hmm. So which means you can splurge out on a day at the cinema with a film in any format, yeah. with a large drink and a large popcorn for eight quid. Eight quid. You can see The Equalizer 3 and Oppenheimer in IMAX. If you want to try 4DX, you can see The Equalizer 3, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, or Meg 2, The Trench. Well, we all know what you'll be going to see, which will be the Meg 2. Yeah, I'll be, oh. I'll be crying. Yeah, and I'll be there seeing TMNT. Yep. And you can go check out Gran Turismo, Meg 2, The Trench, or Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1 in Screen X. And I know because I spoke to Tom Cruise that Mission Impossible in Screen X is going to be incredible. Sorry, did you mean Tom Cruise? Oh, I have not mentioned it too much. But in the meantime, on Super Screen, you can check out The Equalizer 3 and, of course, Barbie. And still playing will be Blue Beetle, Strays, Haunted Mansion, Gran Turismo, Meg 2, Barbie, Oppenheimer, and TMNT Mutant Mayhem on regular old cinema screens. Regular old, but still has. That is a lot to choose from. Yeah, it's a, you've got a whole roster of films. You could pro if you plan out your day really well, because yeah. obviously Barbenheimer is a, a good one yeah. to do in there. 
And it's a quite a long film about Oppenheimer. Maybe I'm just being my time optimist. You do love that. I'd try and squeeze in a third. Oh, yeah. Possibly even a fourth. In it. If, you, if you can time this right, I reckon you could probably do three or four. Uh, make a spreadsheet, is what oh, I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. Check out your look. Maybe even make a spreadsheet of times between two cinemas. Because if there's a cinema near you yes. that is showing, you know, you've got your local cinema that's showing the movies, but you don't quite have the time for the third one based on their screenings, maybe another cinema world does have the, the screening at a more convenient time. You could you could experience all the things. Hold on, Dan. Are you trying to tell me that this is not localized to the great O2 Cineworld cinema? No, it is literally across the country, Luke. It's national. That's what the word national means. Across these great British Isles. Man, what a great deal. Huge. But outside of the excitement of National Cinema Day on September 2nd, this coming Friday on the 28th sees the release of The Equalizer 3 yep. and The First Slam Dunk. So The Equalizer 3, I think, is a very exciting one because this it's Denzel back in this role once mm. again. And I, I really like the first two. Mm. It's great to see him back again. I, I just like Denzel. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm never going to say no. It's a, and and the, the legacy continues with John David Washington. Which, you know, we're going to get later on anyway. But if you're thinking like, oh, I'm not really sure on either one of those, I'm in the mood for an old classic. Please. And this makes me feel like I have got one foot in the grave. The yours. Well, uh, no, what I more mean is that time is, uh, you know, time is catching up with us all. It is the 30th anniversary screening of Jurassic Park. I went to see that at the pictures when it first came out. Did you? I did. <laughs> It was Goodness. Uh, uh, my, so here's a fun story about me going to see Jurassic Park. Mm. Uh, my dad was a big fan of the book, Michael Crichton's book. It's a great book. It is a great book. Yeah. And so he was slightly concerned that, oh, maybe it'll, it'll be a bit scary for the wee nipper. Right. I was seven. So it's like, maybe it'll be, be a bit scary yeah, for, for the small one. intense book. And, uh, but he was like, do you know what? It's Spielberg. Uh -huh. I'm sure that'll be fine. Yeah. Jaws was okay, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm sure this will be fine for the, for the wee one. And so it took me, and he was a little bit concerned, but my older brother wanted to go as well. And during the opening scene where the velociraptors break out of that cage and, mm. and drag the man in, I buried my face into my father's arm to try and hide myself away from the screen. <laughs> <laughs> my dad thought, oh, I've made a mistake. It's interesting because I uh, actually didn't see Jurassic Park until I was Cause, much cause older. you're so youthful. Well, yeah, I was, I was too young when it came out. No, yeah. I, just, I, didn't, I don't even know why I didn't catch it on, on home video or anything like that, but when... It it's was just so youthful and you don't know what home video is. probably is. But they had a few rep screenings of it. And so I did go to my local center world and I did see the film. And I was also burying my face in the arm of my companion. <laughs> I did like then remove my, my head and I enjoyed eventually. the film. Uh, eventually. Hilariously, I was then talking to my friend about it the following day because mm. he also went to go see it on the same day. And he was talking to me about that opening scene and I did not remember it. Because right. I'd completely blocked it out from my mind. I was so scared by yeah. it. I can tell you about the rest of the film because I enjoyed it so much. It became legit top three movies of all time for me. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's incredible. It's like, it's so much of it lives in, in the sort of just lexicon of film. Like we all have, if you ever see a, a tumbler of water trembling, yeah. you know what it is. If you ever see, even like jump scares and things like that, you can, you can see references to, um, to, the, to the eye and the window, you know. Here's my big bold claim. It's Steven Spielberg's best movie. Whoa! Whoa, that is a big, bold claim. By leaps and bounds. Whoa, you're going to make it even bigger and bolder? Yeah. Yeah, actually. I mean, it's, it's definitely <laughs> in the conversation. Yeah. It's, it's because it, it is all things. It's the family movie. It's an epic. It's a bit of interesting science fiction. Great practical effects in there as well. Exactly. Great animatronic work in there. And it, and it, it 
is a, a bit of a scary one as well. So it literally is all of the things he does so well combined in one film. It's definitely, definitely in the conversation. The following week on September 8th, a movie mm. I know you're very, very excited about, mm. The Nun 2. Yeah, I, I, uh, I can't wait. When you tell me about how much you love the first one, Dan. Oh, I love horror films. <laughs> they don't do anything to me, nor do they keep me up at night. If this is your first time watching What's On, first off, shame on you. Uh, go and check out <laughs> the other ones in the archive. But second off, I'm kidding, of course. Second off, Dan's a bit of a scaredy cat. Look, yeah. I, I was going to try and fight that, but no, it's true. Well, we, we came here today to we also film some 4DX trailer reactions mm -hmm. because this is available to watch in 4DX. Yeah. I was talking to the staff here and they said, oh, what are you watching in 4DX? And I said, we're going to watch The Nun 2. And they were like, oh, I bet your dad's going to be a bit scared. And I was like, you should have seen him during The Haunted Mansion, which Look, is a movie made for kids. I, I recognize that. But it's still scary. It's not just because it's made for kids doesn't mean that the, the jump scare isn't effective. If a joke is told for kids, it's still funny. The same is true of horror. Look, when things are scary, they're scary. And it's a very, in the trailers especially, they're going for letting you know this is a horror film. They want you to be excited. They want you to have a bit of fun with the, the horror elements of it so that you can go and see the movie, which means that all of the jump scares are packed into the trailer. And I am a little tiny baby boy. So I get scared of them, all right? It works on me very well. I don't do well with horror film, which is hilarious when you consider that my best um, essay in my film degree was about horror movies. I got a, I, I, I've studied them. I, know, I, I think it's incredible as a genre. I think it permeates all of filmmaking. I think it is. it should be taken more seriously. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't hate The Nun. I thought no. The Nun was a, it was a great movie. I really like The Conjuring universe. It's yeah. one of my favorite things to come out. Like The Conjuring movies are awesome in mm. their own right. And the other thing with your sort of horror franchises, and we see it with uh, another film we've got coming out this month, is that you don't necessarily need to have checked off them all to be able to get, you know, there's no, lore and there's, there's connections and there's, they all exist in some kind of parallel rather than in a, in a direct line. So you can kind of go and see The Nun 2 and without having seen all the other ones and yeah. then have that kind of uh, whole complete experience. Um, I, I'll go and see it. I'll just need a week off afterwards. Well, maybe you could go down the road instead, and down the road, I mean down the hall in, right, in cinemas, cinema. and go and watch My Big Fat Greek Wedding three yeah well the first two didn't work out first two weddings divorce <laughs> get back together so it's a little family reunion uh, a continuation of the of the big fat greek wedding comedy japes we're talking more about cinematic universes there you the, go. Uh, yeah the, the continued advent <laughs> the continued law of my big fat <laughs> greek wedding i love a film set in a nice hot country i was why mamma mia is one of my favorites of all time because tell me that's not the most joyous thing. It's genuine escapism. Yeah, exactly. And it's like watching Wish You Were Here, mm. but with some very likeable characters on screen. And I haven't been able to go on holiday this year, and we haven't exactly had the best summer in the UK. So any any uh, hints of blue sky? I like Greece. Greece was where we used to go a lot as a kid. So mm. I have a lot of Calaspera, uh, Calimera, Kalinita. That just means good morning, good night, good evening. <laughs> but I know it. Well, I'm, But if you know, maybe that's not your cup of tea. Maybe go down a screen afterwards. Mm. And this is genuinely my pick for this week as well. Past Lives. Oh, yes. I actually haven't seen this film yet. Right. But I know uh, some friends of mine have been to see it. Mm -hmm. And my wife was like desperate to show me the trailer for this movie because she was really excited. She'd heard nothing but good things about it as well. This is touted to be and has been like really heavily pushed by a lot of people online. This is movie of the year. Yeah. And in a year that has had some big contenders for movie of the year, this, you watch this trailer and you're like, oh, I can see why this might end up being 
a lot of people's movie of the year. Mm. It, Greta Lee just looks spellbinding in this movie. Mm -hmm. I cannot wait to see this film. Yeah, it's time to sort of put on uh, good boy film hats here. And we had, we had a laugh. It, it's not just in terms of um, the writing, which has always been of such a high standard. The performances are incredible. Mm -hmm. um, the, the the cinematography is, is incredible as well. And this movie with Greta Lee, who has had a, a great career on television, you might know from what we do in The Shadows, The Morning Show, she's getting this big screen moment. Um, and I'm very excited and I love that it's got that kind of movie of the year energy. Honestly, like the, the, the trailer for this, is, it tells you a, a very compelling story mm -hmm. of that what if. Right. It's almost like, you know, people refer to that sliding doors moment of oh, yeah. like, you know, what would, what kind of led you to this point that you're in now? What would your life have looked like had you stayed together with a previous person? Mm. I'm so, so excited for this movie. Week after that, on the 15th of September, I'm going to pass this one over to you now okay. because this is very much within your wheelhouse right. of a haunting in Venice. Yes. So this is the latest in the Poirot series from Kenneth Branagh. We had uh, Murder on the Orient Express. We had uh, Death on the Nile. And now we have A Haunting in Venice, which is based on the Halloween uh, Poirot story that Agatha Christie wrote. Um, the, they always have this whole thing in cinema of Christopher Nolan gave us uh, the Dark Knight trilogy and in return, Warner Brothers thanked him by letting him make Inception, right? Mm. I feel like Kenneth Branagh gave us Belfast to, to you know, do a lot of uh, Oscar-y kind of like awards contention because what he wants to do more than anything else is make Agatha Christie movies because he's having the time of his life. This is the third one. And what's really fascinating about it is a lot of people are very excited to see it without realizing they're talking about that Michelle Yeoh horror film mm. and they don't realize that it's an Agatha Christie plot as well uh -huh. so it's got that um it, it's uh, it's getting a lot of new eyes on it which I think is really interesting that's again the power of you know we're talking about like Asian cinema coming over to the west yeah. like that has really like you know given uh, Michelle Yeoh this whole new platform to a whole new generation I of mean she, fans. this is it she's been doing the work for years it's just thank god everyone's finally paying attention finally, she won the yeah. Oscar she, she's uh uh just brilliant I mean, she was in a marvel movie recently um and in this film it is just further adventures of the mustache um <laughs> kenneth branner uh, in, in a in a lovely uh horror based murder mystery you know how much i love a murder mystery mm -hmm. i know how much you love a murder mystery because you made knives out so big because people have come out in their droves to see things like a haunting in venice sorry uh, to see things like uh, death, death on the, the nile see things like murder on the Orient express yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be big. And speaking of the continued adventures, Rise of the Foot Soldier: Vengeance is also out. Would you believe it? This is the sixth movie in this franchise. Goodness, how prolific! But the day after, on September sixteenth, we talk about continuing adventures. Yeah. You mentioned Nolan. Yep. And his Dark Knight. Oh, hello. It's Batman Day, everyone. That's what I'm talking about. No, 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 Batman mm. Day here in City World Cinemas. Not only we're showing the movies that we've just been discussing. Mm. We're also going to be showing Batman 89, yep. a.k.a. the best one. Keaton. The Dark Knight. Oh. And Joker. Yeah. All three movies back on the big screen. We just recently saw uh, Keaton's Batman in The Flash. That's very true. So you can go see his origin. Yeah. Batman 89 on the big screen. 
Like, and I, you know, people might say like, oh, you're just being a contrarian by saying that's the best. Genuinely, it's my favorite no. Batman. It's my favorite on-screen Batman movie. I don't think it's contrarian at all. I think it's so different from. I mean, you can go and see all three of them and see different eras of movie making because there's the bombastic Dark Knight, and then there's the uh, there's Joker, which has a very recent energy. There's a lot of uh, socio-political tension in there as well. Um, good way to get you on the villain. Good way for you to get prepped for the sequel out next year. And there's there's your all three have the three iconic Jokers in three completely that's different true. ways. I yeah, yeah. I, I just said it. Absolutely, yeah. Because you have the first one, which is comic booky. It kind of people talk about Spider-Man launching the comic book world. Put some flowers on Tim Burton's Batman in 1989 because mm -hmm. it was so fresh and different. The use of miniature, the use of uh, animation in there as well, the effects, the use of prints on the soundtrack. Thank you very much. All it's nothing but prints. Yeah. And in fact, like I've at the moment, I've got Party Man running yeah. through my head because that's the, like one of the iconic scenes for Batman '89 is Nicholson bursting into that room, being like, "Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds, yeah. Lawrence." And they play Princess Party Man, and it's awesome. And then I actually recently watched the opening of The Dark Knight at home. Um, one of the most perfect openings in cinema history. That's why I watched it, because I just wanted to remind myself, because it was it was of that energy. And and now here's the opportunity to go and see it on the big screen, which is uh, fabulous, and I'll take it. Thank you very much. The following week on September 22nd, The Expendables 4, or, well, you'll like this, the fours in the title. Is it? Well, let's have a look at it here. Expend four balls. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm talking Expend about. Expendables. Expendables. I'm all about that. Expendables. Uh, yeah, Expendables. It's available in IMAX and yeah. 4DX. So if you want to go see Stallone back up on the big screen, why not go see him in the biggest screen possible with the rest of uh, the Expendables crew? I know they want to see it. Which also has got 50 cents in it this time around. Love that. We've also got animated adventures with the Canterville Ghost. And I. I'm kind of obsessed with this new era of cinema we're in, this sort of like weird biopic era, where it's like, oh, it's recent history that right. we're doing now. When I was a kid and you watch biopics, it was for things that happened like, you know, 50 odd years ago or like, you know, 100 years ago, everything. Yeah. This is all like recent history. We had this with Air and now we're okay. getting this with Dumb Money, which right. is a movie about GameStop. Dumb Money is massively recent because there was a minute there where I was like, it's it actually was recent history when we were kids. We just don't have concept of time when <laughs> we're young. Mm -hmm. uh, but like we had The Big Short. It, it feels like this is going to be a very similar film to The Big Short in, in terms of its... So it basically, it's a film about the GameStop uh, stocks extravaganza, which you know took a, a mall video game store and turned into a big... Basically, it, it almost was a parody of Wall Street in a yeah. way that people were kind of taking... People got a little bit unrested and, and took it back. I'm not the most well... I don't do money and numbers. I'm Stocks. not very with it. So um, there's that bit in trading places yeah. where you know they just, I just they get they tell me that they're doing well, but yeah. they say a lot of things that I don't understand. And I'm sure many of you are correcting me in the comments as it goes. But um, I, I, it's uh, America Ferrera coming hot off the heels of, of uh, we we went through the cast and had a look because it's a stacked cast. Yeah, Seth Rogen's involved. Nick Offerman is there. Paul Dano. Yeah, it's I think it's going to be a, a lot of fun, and because yeah. it is recent history, it's very recent history mm. as well. I think it will kind of be a bit, almost feel a bit nostalgic for, for some people as well. Like it's Wild gonna, that nostalgic it's, happens. It's going to put you in a period of time you're going to be like, oh, I remember this. This was within the past couple of years. Yeah. Like, yeah, mad. The following week after that, September 29th, you and I just watched the trailer for this in 4DX. The Creator. Yes, which looks to be uh, sci-fi in the grand traditions of sci-fi. It's an epic, it's big in scale, it's worthy, it's got things to say about the state of the world we're in, even though it's in a world we're not in, if that makes sense. Um, and it's got John David Washington in it. 
I like him a lot. AI is a big thing mm. at the moment. Is it? A, you know, it's a big topic of conversation uh, currently. And that is, you know, topic du jour of this movie as yes. well. This is AI rising up, taking over a war against AI. But it's also people who kind of, you know, AI took me in, like these robots took me in. They, I, I trust AI more than I trust humans. It's Gareth Edwards. It's going to be, it's bringing that magic that he brought with Rogue One. Yes. And he brought with the 2014 Godzilla movie as well. I was about well. to say, I loved that Godzilla movie because there was a real, hum a real humanity to that Godzilla movie. And it reminded me a little bit of, kind of because it's a bit dusty, that sort of District 9, sort of Neil Blomkamp's like yeah. District 9 and stuff. It, like, so almost like you know, an independent sci-fi movie that's been given this big budget to work with. It, and and I, only judging from the trailer, because that's all I've seen, it also has, so, I, again, Spielberg elements. There's, I haven't actually seen AI the Spielberg movie, mm. but I, I've seen that kind of like epic scale. Like there's something about looking at it which feels so Star Warsy and feels very like traditional um, sci-fi movie in in the the cinematography and in the costume design and the production design. So I'm just I'm so beguiled by it. Like even it, it's quite a, a simple concept, you know. This whole AI takes over. We saw this with Terminator back, you know, back in the eighties. We saw it with Mission Impossible just now. And Terminator 2, like, literally is. The AI just detonates and it blows up Los Angeles. Like, mm. that's the iconic shot from Terminator 2. And yet you watch this movie and you're not like, oh, this just feels like a, a you know, a pastiche or a rip-off of Terminator 2 because it's bringing something brand new mm. to the idea. Mm. 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 Can't wait. Also released is The Old Oak. And, Dan, you're yep. excited for your horror movies, as, as has been well established. Mm. You've got a double-header that you could do here. Please. Imagine doing this, Dan is your Barbenheimer for, <laughs> for the horror world. Okay. And you can go see literally the old and the new. Yeah. Because you could go to one screen mm -hmm. and watch Saw 10. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And then just go down the hall and watch the 50th anniversary screening of The Exorcist. I can't imagine a better day in my life. <laughs> I genuinely can't. I know you absolutely because can't. Because that is what I will be doing. Yeah. Uh, Saw 10, good, a good year for the 10th installment of certain massive franchises, isn't it? Apparently so. 10, yeah, yeah. Saw 10. Um, and The Exorcist, we recently lost Billy Friedkin. So it's got, it's going to have, for the, even the people who've seen it many, many times. Like me. It's going to have an extra flavor to it now. And it, I mean, I can't say any more than it's already been said about The Exorcist. About The Exorcist, oh, of course. Yeah, like, you know, I can tell the story of when I was a teenager and I saw it for the first time when yeah. Channel 4 showed it. Yeah. And I, you know, my friends taped it off the telly to, mm. for us to watch because um, it wasn't allowed to be shown on TV here in the UK. And that shot with the face yeah. in the darkness and haunting me, mm. haunting my dreams, and then just being like, I, I became obsessed with the movie. And like Mark Kermode has always said that it's like his favorite movie ever. Yeah. And if Kermode is telling you that it's the <laughs> best movie ever made, then it's probably, and you've not seen it before. Like this is a great time to go check out The Exorcist. And I also think that a lot of the times those kind of images, like the, the face, they become part of the cinema lexicon. Like we all know it, we all talk about it. We all see, the, the poster is so famous. Or, we know, or we've seen the use of, uh, Lind it's Linda Blair, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I, I didn't want to say the wrong name. Linda Blair's um, makeup face being used as a jump scare. You know that maze game that you'd play. Like it becomes part yeah. of part of the cultural um, conversation. Going and seeing them in context is always way way more. It just makes everything a lot fuller. 
We also have some special event screenings. We have an autism-friendly screening of Barbie on Sunday the 3rd of September, and then we continue our celebration of Disney 100 by bringing classic Disney Studio movies back to the big screen, like Peter Pan on Friday the 1st through Thursday the 8th. 101 Dalmatians from Saturday the 9th to Sunday the 10th. The Jungle Book from Saturday the 16th through to Sunday the 17th. And finally, Toy Story, one of my all-time favorites, on Saturday the 30th and the 1st of October. Do you know that you were talking earlier about Jurassic Park was one of the first films you saw in the mm. cinema? Toy Story is the first film I ever saw in the cinema. Was it really? Very special, yeah. I, uh... I remember everything about it. I remember oh, the yeah. sights, the sounds. I remember the smell of the popcorn. I remember going up. This was in the 90s, you had to go buy a ticket. So we, there were no phones, oh, no. there were no screens. We had to go no to a screen. human being and say, excuse me, please may I have three tickets to see Toy Story. One of them is a child. Accurate representation of how Dan sounded in 1995. You know, so. <laughs> I have very vivid memories of, of Toy Story uh, seeing it on the big screen as well, because my brother, who is uh, six years older than me, yeah. told my mum that I'm going to take our Luke to go and see Toy mm. Story. And my mum then told me, oh, well, if you're nice to your brother, he might take you to go and see Toy Story. So the following day, I got up early and made him a cup of tea and made him breakfast and took it upstairs. We could have breakfast wow. in bed because I wanted to go and see Toy Story. And I'd been told, if you're nice to your brother, he might take you to go and see the movie. What a <laughs> genius move from your mum. Your mum, 4D chess. Yeah. Love that. It was great. And he did take me and it was a great time. There you go. We also have a screening of Kang Daniel, My Parade on Sunday the 3rd. Matthew Bourne's Swan Lake on Wednesday the 13th. Madama Butterfly on the Lake on Thursday the 7th. Royal Opera House Live with Das Rheingold on Wednesday the 20th. And of course, their Lely Seer de Moor on Thursday the 5th. But that's all we've got time for on this edition of What's On at Cineworld Cinemas. If you want to check out any of the movies that we've discussed today, click the links in the video description down below. And if you're a fan of this sort of thing and you'd like it in audio fashion, Go and find the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And we'll see you next month for more What's On at Cineworld Cinemas. I've been Luke Owen. And I've been Dan Leighton. And that's What's On. Bye.